Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. and you just look like an angel i'm very comfortable is it are comfortable? you com- is this, this should be my podcasting outfit i'm yeah. wearing like i'm wearing like a fuzzy sweater and um stretch pants that i bought yeah. at the target children's apartment <laughs> and they were like two dollars and yep. they have special knee pads because so, kids fucking fall on their knees all the time so like i could like be it's like really dashing smart. around the apartment yeah i could be like falling on my ass and be like Completely fine. They have like little padding. You yeah. Know? So like when you're sliding around. Why don't like pants have that? I don't know. This the the kids department at Target is onto something. So uh, th- I like to think of this as my podcast outfit because you never know when you're going to need to like slide across the floor. On, I, literally that has happened before. I've had remember when yeah. my phone oh. started ringing and I had to run across the room. I do remember it's that. It's dangerous. Yeah. This is I, a yeah. dangerous profession. It's a high risk event. High risk. Well, we you should look, get you insurance. Look like a, you look like a podcasting Target angel. Ugh. We should post a picture of what you look like. I'm, I just feel so comfortable. I'll take one. Okay. Um, I feel like I always come from work and I'm like wearing work clothes i should i should like we get should comfortable bring your too. You bring, what's your podcasting well outfit? if i had my ideal my life clothes would be um like you know shorts like mesh shorts and a t-shirt well, perfect next time done okay my uh former roommate was like i've never seen someone get out of clothes and into shorts more quickly oh my than gosh you. that's so funny I mean, I like that's open what, the door and it's like, that's I what need to be in DJ Jaywoo wear, wear sweatshorts. Yeah. And he loves oh, I love sweatshorts. sweatshorts. And sometimes I'm like, we'll get home and I'll be like, did you have them like hanging by the door? Like, do you just like jump <laughs> into like them? Step Cause into I'll it. be like, I'm like still taking off my jacket and I look over and DJ Jaywoo is wearing his sweatshorts. And I'm like, that was your priority, yeah. which I respect that. Yeah. I respect you more. I'm like Joe. I just have them on underneath. Oh, Everything? I didn't know that was the secret. Yeah. So smart. So, wait, not like jorts. Yeah. Well, Job oh, was a jo- no, oh, not Job. It's, oh, uh, yeah. Um, Buster. From Arrested Excuse Development. Me. No, not Buster. It was. Um, no, no, it's Lindsay's husband, oh, yeah, whose name is. Right. I'm totally botching. Tobias. Tobias Funke. Yeah. There it is. Ah. You're a never nude. Yes. Um, I, it's funny because my winter version of my mesh shorts are sweat shorts. Also. <laughs> There's something about it's those. like when your thighs got to be a little warmer, right? Just a smidge. <laughs> oh, there's but nothing. But then you guys swearing your sweatshirts. What if you, your so knees are upset. fucked if you're sliding around? That's so true. You got to be careful. That's so true. Just when promise we're like, me you'll be careful. You know what? I for you, I will. Okay. Thank you for your concern. Oh, yeah, you're a mess. <laughs> I get that a lot. I know. <laughs> Actually, that's why that's why we get along so well. It's true. We're both messes. This should be called podcast messy cast i've heard people call it that yeah oh <laughs> yeah that's the word that's the name on the street it's a yeah. nickname um do we have any corrections from the last episode nope i don't even remember good. the last episode i, I don't either no i actually don't oh i think your husband was on it yeah, yeah that was a good so one. no correction he was so good I, he was perfect <laughs> i feel like i was a little too surprised at how like funny and good he was and he was like what why was that surprising <laughs> I, I all I want is to have him back. But you know, you know how he is. He's normally like, he does not want to hear himself talk. He does not want to like right. say a lot. Oh man, I knew if we could just get him a little drunk. He was yeah. Oh yeah, he was having he was drinking he was beers drunk, thanks yeah. to DJ Jay Wu. Yeah. 
Um, it was worth it. Um, okay, so no notes from last episode. Any new top challenges? of the segments? Any new challenges? I made a new segment. Yeah? And it behooves tell, me this Tell me week. about it. It's called Podcast Challenge. Go on. I am going to challenge you to listen <laughs> to an episode yeah. of a show you might not want to listen to but Go you on. must listen to it uh, okay so and a, i get to pick what it is a sort of unsavory podcast that i have to go listen to an episode that like I the don't, full episode yeah okay you i it's something i i want to choose something that i don't think you would ever listen to on your yeah. own i like that okay so i'm gonna make you listen to it and i'm anyone else who wants to play along i mean this podcast fucking sounds terrible i'm not i'm not <laughs> listening to it you guys can <laughs> Um, yeah, but, you guys don't make me do it alone. Do but it. like someone do it too. And yeah. then next week you can give us a little book report. Okay. And tell me what I'm missing. Okay. Maybe we'll find a new Maybe great we'll love one. it. Maybe we'll become obsessed. This is a good way to like open our horizon, expand our yeah. horizon. You know, Lululemon, like do something that scares you. And I can't think of <laughs> sorry. every day. They it's say they always say every day do something that scares you. Uh, yeah, okay. And I can't think of anything scarier than listening to an episode of Car Talk, which have you ever heard of? Tar- I mean, I just see it on all the charts, Ugh. and I'm like, nope. I haven't even clicked on the pro- the description because I'm like, nope, nope. I I have zero is idea. It, is that it NPR? Sounds terrible. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. I I've, feel like I definitely know of this one now. If you, I'll send you a link because I feel like you might accidentally listen to something good and be like, I thought it was tar- car talk. And I'm I'll like, be like, nope. I listen to bitch sesh. Is right. that what you said? Is that car talk? <laughs> um, so anyway, car talk. Have you seen it before? I feel like it's on all the top charts. I and I'm like, I don't like, believe this. Yeah, I have seen it. I feel like my dad used to listen to it. It sounds like a dad car. one. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, in the car. I don't even own a You car. might have to get in a car to listen to oh, it. Oh, do I have to? Okay. Probably. You but like, I'm renting a car soon. I'll the be. fact it's on all the top charts makes me think I don't understand humanity. I'm like, what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I must be so different. But I guess like you know that a lot of straight guys are like into their car, like into cars. Maybe. You know what? There's a chance that it's about something cool and like <sighs> they just call it car talk to like trick people to be yeah. like, dudes, there's a cool podcast. We talk about cars. And then you get on it and it's like cooking with Martha Stewart and yeah. Snoop Dogg. Maybe. Yeah. I don't totally. know. Listen, we'll find out. This next is the only week. way to find out. Is okay, there's only I, one way to know. I've we could ask Alexa, I'll but we've learned it. she knows nothing. She knows. Hey Alexa, nothing. what's car talk about? What's car talk, Alexa? Alexa, what is car talk? Oh my. It's a Peabody award-winning okay. talk show. <laughs> wow. I, she knew. I'm shocked. Wait, can I have a minute? Alexa something. knew something. And it this podcast won a Peabody. Okay, maybe. All right. Won a, yeah, what, what the is hell going is on? going on? Won a Peabody award. Okay, well, now sure. I guess I'm a little more excited about okay. listening to it. I can't. I'm excited to hear your report. Maybe um, this won't be a punishment after all. We'll find out. So um, good to know. And of course, we have a sponsor, obviously, because we're here. Um, <laughs> the lights are still on. So we'd like to thank HelloFresh this week. Now, Eric, we argue about a ton of shit, but I think we can both agree that times are a-changing, and it's getting increasingly difficult to keep up with the cool young kids. Mm-hmm. The things they say, what is fleek? Tope? Goat? Thought? Dime, Pap, do you know? Do you know these? Are you familiar? 
uh, like two I of did those. not make them up. Okay. No, I know. I know Fleek and Thought. <laughs> there's no, there's really no way to know these things. I asked Alexa earlier and she was clueless. Um, but what we all need is a totally taupe service to keep our vocabulary <laughs> turned. And that service is HelloFresh. Go online on the web to HelloFresh.com and pick a plan that fits your lifestyle. Are you like already kind of fresh? Then maybe you just need the basic plan. But if you're like totally getting chirped all the time by your bays, you might need the premium package. Then at a time of day of your choosing, Monday through Saturday, a hashtag HelloFresh refrigerated box will be delivered Delivered. That's that's a cool <laughs> yeah, that's word. It. That's delivered. it. No delivered. Delivered in a refrigerated box. Delivered. Delivered to your doorstep. That includes a new swag money word for you to use with your biatches. You're always in control. You can pause, modify, cancel your subscription anytime. Oh, swerve, though. I'm supposed to tell you that HelloFresh is good for vegetarians, people on a low-calorie diet, or people looking for something quick and easy, which I don't get that, but I guess vegetarians can turn up, too. Anyone can. Turn up for what? Am I right? I have to say, as a vegetarian, I'm very... I'm glad that it's good for yeah. me because I want to know the fresh, cool. No, at first terms. I was like, oh, I'm a vegetarian. I can't partake. <laughs> but the, <laughs> I know, silly me. <laughs> but then they let you then know. Then I read all the fine print and I was like, it's for me. Although oh, I will say I'm not on a low calorie diet. Oh, no. I'm on a high calorie well, diet. Well, that's included in there too. 36 hundred calories wow is that a lot per half day wow that's per what half I day yeah. oh uh-huh. my gosh yeah per 12 wow. hours I, I don't know but that sounds like a lot but well i told you it's a high calorie diet well you're yeah. you're included you're allowed to Co- play along coach has me on gains right now oh man coach is gonna put you in the game i can tell <laughs> oh. um should we get going to our first yeah, clip th- thanks yes. to hello fresh I know, I, I get so excited when we dive in. Are you excited for this clip or for yes. that we're on the first clip? This one. Uh, I'm excited that you're excited because uh, this clip comes from a podcast called Wrongful Conviction. Um, it's a pretty self-explanatory name, but in the age of true crime obsession, they focus on um, cases where justice where justice has not been served. Um, and a lot of the podcast draws from the files of defense lawyers who have eventually overturned um, wrong, wrongful convictions, of course. Um, and a wrongful conviction, in case you don't know, is when someone was found guilty of something that they didn't do. Um, or I guess innocent of something they did do, but that's typically not what this is talking about. Um, the host is Jason Flom, who's a big music exec, but he is also uh, the founding member of the Innocence Project, which is more relevant to this. Um, this episode, which is the first one in the podcast, second season, features Amanda Knox and her story. Boxy Knoxy. Boxy Knoxy, which... Most of you have heard, probably heard of that nickname. You probably heard that story. Um, but in 2007, she was studying abroad in Italy and was convicted of the murder of her roommate, who was also an exchange student. W- when did you study abroad in Italy? I guess that was 2004. DJ Wu was holding up four fingers because <laughs> we were there the same time. We rendezvoused in Italy as friends when oh we were studying gosh. abroad. I, know. I think he was holding up four fingers to say don't fork it up oh don't fork up the I, year. I hope I didn't fork it up <laughs> um so this must have hit you especially hard LKP and yeah and you, it's J-Bone. been emotional um because I thought I kept on thinking like 
I was in Italy around that time in a different city. They might think I did it. <laughs> like I was super concerned. Like I kept every time anyone talked to me, I was like, I did not kill I Meredith Kircher. Yeah. And they were like, we didn't say. And I was like, I just, I wasn't even there. <laughs> I was far away. I was eating pasta. Did you try to turn yourself in? And they're like, you're not. Yeah. A um, accidentally. So anyway, uh, unlike you, Lauren, uh, Amanda Knox was convicted of the murder of her roommate. Um, <laughs> and her and her then boyfriend spent four years in an Italian prison before being freed in 2011. Some people say she Yikes. took the spill for another chica who was studying abroad around <laughs> the same time. Just three years earlier. <laughs> um, so in this clip, Jason Flom and Amanda Knox herself are talking about the fact that um, the clear suspect in the case, who was the person that was later found guilty of the crime, was completely ignored. And here is why. That's that's the th the frustrating thing about my case and that I think is a repetition of things that happen in wrongful convictions cases where a prosecution gets invested in a theory and they're so invested in that theory that they're willing to fudge, distort and completely ignore truthful elements in order to sustain that theory. So in my case, the prosecutor was so invested and the police were so invested in my guilt that they let off the the person who actually did it, whose blood, whose DNA was everywhere inside Meredith's body, inside her purse, all over the crime scene, his fingerprints in her blood, all over the crime scene. They let him off as not guilty of the murderer they have him guilty of raping her and they they didn't find him that's why he got a lower sentence is because it was more worth it to them to let him the actual murderer off you know on a lesser charge so that they could sustain their theory of me and in addition to that to sustain that theory, they had to ignore, like we were talking about forensic evidence and how, yes, in my case, there was bad forensic evidence because, you know, there was contamination. That was the issue with the bra clasp. There was this knife where, like, they they said there was Meredith's DNA on it, but it, there wasn't in the end. But even more than that, like, the, I, I understand that people are sort of fascinated by those elements because, you know, maybe there's, you know, smoking gun elements. But really, like, the smoking gun element in this case is one that the police completely ignored, which is whose DNA was in the crime scene. Meredith's and Rudy Gade's, the actual killer. So the person they're discussing is Rudy Gade, who was a known burglar in the area and whose fingerprints were found in the victim's blood. Let me say that again. His fingerprints were found in her blood. There could be a lot of explanations for that. Totally fair. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Also inexplicable is his DNA was found inside the victim. Happens all the time. Isn't that crazy? That's bad shit. So that they, anyone thought she did this. So they said, yes, this burglar raped her. But then within, I don't know, a very short time frame, he left and... Her roommate, who is this twenty-year-old young woman, came and then murdered her. Right, like this was, this was a crazy explanation. They had this night painted that never would have happened. Like, right. and they just—it's funny. This is one of those things where when, if like when I find out anyone is suspicious of her, 
I'm, it's like I found out that they have a Hotmail account. I'm like, really? <laughs> Who are you? But like, do you how think could you? Maybe think they just this? don't know. They just don't know enough. Well, because of the media and yeah. how Italy botched this case. Yeah. Like, I just there's no. They did everything wrong, and I think. I think we were both excited to talk about how weird Amanda Knox is. Yeah, so I watched, we both watched the Netflix documentary. And I feel like my main takeaway was like, the part of the, so part of the reason the media was jumping on her was because they didn't, they decided she wasn't showing enough remorse. Another mm-hmm. part was the sexist thing where they, you know, they found her journal and she had written in her journal all of her sexual partners, which was like seven people. She had like a vibrator or something in her bathroom or right. something like so that. So they depicted her as this like sex crazed deviant, whatever, whatever. And she's which like is a so Harry sexist. Potter nerd. She's like a Harry Potter nerd. And it's like, you expect this to happen to people who are sort of like, I don't know, like cool in a way, like people who are kind of like interesting yeah. and, tr- and she's just like a total nerd and she's she had like never even really had a boyfriend before like right. she wasn't even like, re- like this was like the first time that she was like allowing herself to be with a boy right and it's funny because like my takeaway was like lauren you better start acting normal because <laughs> like because if some if i was around a murder people might be like lauren's weird she probably did it you know like <laughs> but if you're a really normal person right but um so I read her book a few years ago when I was working for Barnes and Noble. They, so they hired me to write a book review. And to this day, it's one of the most popular posts <gasps> on the blog because I wrote it in the wrong way. I wrote it assuming everyone thought she was innocent. Like, yep. duh. Like, yep. fuck. This is not a story about is she innocent or guilty. This is a story about how Italy fucked this up and yeah. how fucked up this is. And But I did say she made a few mistakes about like acting weird. I was like... Her, she made innocent mistakes. Just that there's a there's a book, a fiction book. Someone wrote a fictionalized version of the story called Cartwheel, because in the police station or something, she did a cartwheel. Oh, while she was waiting. I think it was they were outside the house. Yeah, and yeah, that's she, right. That's her right. boyfriend came, and she was being all like strange, kissy with the boyfriend, and then she like did a cartwheel outside yeah. the house. And, and the the media was like, if she's so happy, you know, yeah. and like so. The Which, by the way, at that time, she didn't really know what happened because they didn't let her see inside the room. No, and I think you really hear that if you listen to this entire episode. Yeah. Like, and, and like, I I wrote that piece kind of thinking, like, okay, she's definitely innocent, but here are the mistakes that she made that made her not look innocent to these people. Like, yep. and people were so mad about it. They were, like, fighting for her. And I was, like, I felt like my words were kind of twisted. Like I was thinking like, I did not say she did this. You're you know? like, no, no, no. The given is right. that she's innocent. Right. Let's assume, let's, let's about, go from there. Yeah. What, what happened? But, <laughs> and it's funny because I think on a previous episode of this show, I was saying I was sick of true crime, but I must say this was one of my favorite episodes I've ever listened to a true <sighs> crime because you actually hear hurt. It's not like two random white guys telling a story and And like, like and like guesses and like getting out their flashcards and like telling facts from the Wikipedia page. It's like Amanda Knox just talking. She's so normal. She's so confident. The way that she tells the story, it just sounds like, Oh my God, that could have happened to me. I kept on picturing myself entering that bathroom and thinking I, it's, it's, amazing and i don't think that there's been many opportunities to hear her tell the story like yes this. i agree and even if you've seen the documentary because because i had before this i think this is actually a better telling of the story she's less 
she's just more open. Like, I yeah. think maybe there was less pressure. Like, she's, it was less produced. I don't know. It's less dramatized. Yeah. Like, that's what you said before. It's yeah. less dramatized. Like, like I feel like the Netflix documentary, it has her looking at the camera. The promos were her being like, the promo if you think was I like, did it. Yeah, you, the promo you, was like, if I did it, I'm a genius. Right. <laughs> it, was, it just was like, they were going for drama, and I get yeah. it. But this was like, oh, this is like a girl we all know, and this is a, a person that we all might be, and like, just felt it, like you're saying you could you can picture yourself in that scenario more in fact it's kind of boring <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah i went home and there was blood in the sink but just a little bit well, it, it just it just makes it seem like oh why wasn't this cut and dry there was there was signs of a burglary this dude's dna was everywhere amanda's dna was nowhere basically the prosecutors no and the authorities were saying well she cleaned it up like what kind of strange like James Bond cap burglar genius is she? Harry she, Potter nerd, right? That she cleaned up this crazy crime scene with all this blood, but didn't leave any trace but of Eric, herself. She did a cartwheel. She did a cartwheel, so I mean, she must be. Well, it's this whole thing with John Benet's parents. People decided they didn't, they weren't grieving in the way that they expected mm-hmm. parents to grieve a child, and so they were like guilty for sure do you know what i mean yeah it's, it's all this public perception and it's this terrible media coverage and it's mishandling by the police it's all this stuff yeah it, the mishandling of the police too i feel like is a total common thread in um in wrongful conviction cases like it's always like police who don't didn't know john benet same thing the police were like buzz with the with the ramses or whatever yeah. and then um Stephen Avery. It's like yeah. those were like police in a small town who were not equipped for this big homicide case. And if they're doing a bad job, they just need to keep on covering more and more shit. Exactly. So they didn't do a good job at the crime scene. They're like, fuck, we have to make up some shit. Right. Well, and then they're like, our first, you know, we we first decided that these, these are who the suspects were. And now we really want to prove it because then we will look smart and not dumb. Right. Ugh. That's tough stuffs. Yeah. What a hard can't imagine four years in, in a, well, four not years, knowing if you're gonna get out and, and then another four years before she was officially like exonerated by italy's supreme court and i still think people look at her funny <laughs> oh I, can you imagine going to a john job interview and being like hi i'm amanda knox right just because she lived with this girl that this horrible tragic thing happened like She's thrown into this whole thing. It's yeah. really crazy. I also kind of liked hearing her talk about Raphael on the podcast. Yeah, like she's like, the, yeah, he was the, just the sweet. Then boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and thinking about him too. You know, like he his life was ruined also. Turned upside down. Yeah. But not as much. So not as much. Lucky guy. Um. Yeah, man, this is a crazy one. But this is a really good. I really recommend this episode because. I was saying I was a little tired of the true crime thing, but this yep. is totally different. It's great. It's and. And again, it's the uh, podcast is wrongful, wrongful, wrongful conviction. I couldn't say that. <laughs> the podcast is car talk. <laughs> I guess it's car talk. And it's season two, episode one, Amanda Knox. So definitely. And go I'm check so it out. excited to listen to the rest now. Like this, this is a great discovery. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my gosh. It's you. so rare that I could like I actually turn you on to a new one. Thanks. <sighs> Makes me so How'd happy. you find it by the way? Oh, great question. I found it because, um, Oh no, that's not. That's how I found the other one. I just found it on iTunes, actually. Like sometimes iTunes you look out. Yeah, I sometimes found the other those one. Charts are right. My new way of finding podcasts, though, is um, figuring out podcasts I love and then seeing who produces them. 
and then going and looking um, at all the podcasts they produce and seeing what looks interesting. See, I feel like if I had seen this, I would be like, oh, another true crime. I'm not yeah, listening to that. That's but like, fair. Thank God. I thank God you're my colleague. I think it was featured on iTunes because of this new, like season two just came out with Amanda Knox and that's probably a big get for them. Yeah. So I think that's why it was Maybe featured. we can get Amanda Knox. I want to find out what podcast she's listening to. Business trip to Seattle. Is that where she lives? I think so. Seattle. I think I love it. I think so, yeah. Are we ready for the second clip? I know I am. I mean, I'm like half ready and like half like or eyes half closed, not teeth wanting clenched. to move past Amanda Knox. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to say about Foxy Knoxy? You know, I just think. Do you think she's Foxy? She, I think she's Foxy, but yeah. for very different ways than she earned that yeah, nickname. Exactly. Aww. If you're listening, Amanda, we love you. We yeah. believe in you. We're, and I'm sorry I wrote that article. If you, could, you. If, you <laughs> if you thought that article was trying to say that you were guilty, it's not. I bet she knew. The, the, the internet trolls came out of the woodwork for that one. People on the internet don't, don't know things. No. Um, well, this next clip, have you ever heard of Who Weekly? No. Okay. It's Bobby Finger and Lindsay Weber. They're so funny and awesome. I think Bobby <laughs> Finger used to write for Gawker. I, mean, I should have fact-checked this. But anyway, um, Who Weekly is basically like they... It's a podcast on everything you need to know about celebrities you don't. And that's like this, like my favorite kind of celebrity that aren't real celebrities, like the housewives or... You know, like someone that you'd see on the cover of US Magazine and be like, who the hell is that? Like yeah. that They're reporting on these... <laughs> non-celebrities and it, I actually heard them talking about it on the big listen and they mm. were kind of like we don't feel bad making fun of these people because they they're asking for attention and yeah. they're literally doing nothing it's the people who are appearing on like like celebrity chef romance yeah reality tv shows exactly yeah like they just are bachelor at number 19 exactly and to be on there this is uh the episode with sean spicer and anwar hadid and at the beginning by the way they have a <laughs> brilliant recap of jill zarin at the women's march which i'm not going <laughs> to say anything else listen to it it's she just thought she was hot shit at the women's march and like thought was she was like there to get like signing wanting to sign autographs and people were like who are you it, exactly and it's also really good given that she's like a trump empathizer oh yeah if not supporter. oh yeah yeah um but okay so i guess this one i want to focus on sean spicer because uh, i guess he's, when did this come out sorry post the tweet to pope like after the inauguration yeah yeah great um so I guess he's one of the celebrities. I think people know him now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if for I'd maybe say the wrong that. Reason. Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, I guess we also should know the press secretary, right? So yeah, because he's the he's the press secretary of communication director for President Trump. It's hard you to said say it. those words. Good job. Um, he got real famous uh, when he claimed that the uh, inauguration ceremony had drawn the largest audience to ever to witness inauguration. Period. Both in person and around the globe. That's. I just want to point out, that's a direct quote. Yeah. And as Michael Che joked on Saturday Night Live, I don't trust anyone who says period at the end of a sentence. <laughs> like, you're clearly overcompensating for something. Yeah. You don't need to say period at the end of your sentences. We, it's but, implied. I mean, he's just the press secretary. What's, you know, he, he, he doesn't need to know how to do these things. Ugh. So many sources immediately pointed out that that wasn't true. And uh, he was like, that number includes TV and social media. Like, I don't even know, whatever. Um, but in this clip, Bobby is reading Sean Spicer's tweets um, in order to get to know the man behind the alternative facts. And they're, <laughs> I think they're very re revealing. And 
I mean, you can listen to all of the tweets on your own. It's uh, the Who Weekly, Sean Spicer, and Anwar Hadid. Um, I'm just warning you, uh, almost all the tweets are about U.S. Weekly, the Kardashians, and a kebab truck that often parks in his neighborhood. And, oh, he doesn't know how to spell distasteful. (laughs) But um, I'm going to play the clip now. Another one. He loves this kebab truck. I love it. (laughs) I tweeted about the kebab truck, and now there's a huge line. I have Lady Gaga-like powers. What? (laughs) And then he goes... What a way to end the week. The Democrats and Hillary Clinton attacking New York Times. It's like watching Kim Kardashian attack Kourtney Kardashian. <laughs> Wait, I don't get that one. I I guess like... It, oh, because they're the same? Because they're on the same side. It's like fighting someone on your team. Um, he's like calling New York Times a liberal rag. Okay, here we go. Cover of Us Weekly says Lamar kicks Chloe out. Can't say I'm following close, but I think Lamar shouldn't be kicking anyone out. Like just casual commentary on Lamar. Wait, who... <laughs> <clears throat> And then listen at this one, save the best for last. Who had it worse today? Hillary Clinton for her plummeting poll numbers or Taylor Swift and Nicki Minaj for their Twitter fight? <laughs> um, Do you think one... he like Googled like celebrity news so he could like find what was happening no, and choose something? No, because Lindsay, this segues into my uh, second favorite fact, which <sighs> is he was at one time and may still be a subscriber to... Us Weekly. Are you kidding Sean Spicer me? subscribes to Us Weekly. Click that. Oh, I'm mad now. <clears throat> so distasteful. It's spelled distasteful. He it's can't spelled, spell. It's in his. It's in his Twitter bio. He spelled, can't spell. It's spelled like insane though. This is not <laughs> how you close. Distasteful. So distasteful. Dot dot dot. Or just two dots. Us Weekly asks if I want to renew my subscription on the very dark day Kim K and Chris split. Dot dot dot. What am I supposed to say? Mm-hmm. And then what? Click on that. Uh, how do I? That cl- was in 2011, and this one's from 2015, and he's still subscribing. I gotta retweet this one into us week into Who Weekly's account. Wait, what? I just clicked on the same one again. Hold on. So this one's 2015, four years later. Finally able to catch up on some important reading. So sorry to hear about troubles of Ben and Jen. Hashtag <laughs> prayers. And it's a him on the beach reading Us Weekly. Oh my god! I, I first of all, I love Bobby Finger's laugh. It's, it's <laughs> I do too. But it's really good. I do wonder, like he was like trying to tie these like important pop culture moments to like Hillary Clinton. Oh my God. Like, what is he trying to do? A, a, a discernible uh, uh, attempt at, or excuse me. And, and but it, okay, so it's hilarious. <laughs> that, that but was I, Sean Spicer, by I, the way. Yeah, yeah, really. But I'm trying to wonder, is it unfair to go back to the old, these old tweets? Like, do you think it's unfair that we're judging him or like, or is this maybe the best way to get to know the real Sean Spicer? No, I don't think it's unfair to judge him based on these old tweets because... So why didn't he delete them? There are some new ones that are just as bad. But also, he he was he was the like communications director at the GOP at that time. Yeah. So it's like... It's not like he was no, he like... he still had a really serious big boy job. And right. he should not have been tweeting about Kim Kardashian. I know. It's insane. But I guess when your president has like insane twitter wars like all everything right. is out the window this is like s- small stuff um i'm really surprised they didn't include the dip and dots oh i had a hard time picking because oh. it, that that's one oh, of the tweets it is, right? it is in there oh yeah i think it's in there but it, i didn't include it okay just for you in case people have not seen the dip and dots tweets from sean spicer okay this spans from 2010 to 2015 these are his tweets on the subject 
I can't. I can't. <laughs> um, first tweet. Dippin' Dots is not the ice cream of the future. Not is in all caps. That's the first one. Is he hilarious or stupid? No, no he's no, stupid. It gets worse. Um, I think I've said this before, but Dippin' Dots are not the ice cream of the future. Oh my god, he has said that before. <laughs> that's like that's like <laughs> that's like a year and a half later. Okay, um, and then next tweet: ice cream of the past. <gasps> Dippin' Dots files for bankruptcy. Why do you care about Dippin' oh Dots? There's god. a lot of people sort of mixing words here. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, and then the best one that that last one was November 2011. This next one was from four years later, September 2015. <laughs> Eric can hardly talk. <laughs> if Dippin' Dots was truly the ice cream of the future, they would not have run out of vanilla. Oh CC God. at Nationals. <gasps> like the Nationals baseball game. Oh my God. If Dippin' Dots was truly the ice cream of the future, they would not have run out of vanilla. He's still eating Dippin' Dots. Oh my God. He's, he's still eating Dippin' Dots. He's still harping on this. And he's like, also, stop eating them. He not you only hate he, them so he's, much. He, he still wants his Dippin' Dots. Oh my God. He's, his he won't give it up. His is that they don't have vanilla. Most people that don't like Dippin' Dots, like, just move on. You know, like, you find out you don't like Dippin' Dots, you just stop. Wow. I know. And this is what he's talking about. I mean, what do you like, want me to take my nuts out so you can get a better kick at him? <laughs> that but, was, of course, Melissa McCarthy as Sean Spicer on SNL. But we know he's not good at Twitter because, okay, so The Onion recently tweeted a video of him with the text, <laughs> Sean Spicer's role in the Trump administration will be to provide the American public with robust and clearly articulated misinformation. <laughs> and Sean Spicer retweeted, adding, you nailed it, period. And like, is, do you think he didn't? I think he didn't read it. That feels self-acknowledging. Uh, yeah, you're right. Because of the period. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then it's like. Why did he do that? I don't want you tweeting tongue-in-cheek things. You're right. The, like, you're the press secretary. We're, yeah. I, I'm so, I'm confused. This is a mystery. Where's Starly? Where, where is Starly? Really, what's going on here? And then he, and then he, didn't he tweet out his password? I think he did. Was, is he that real? I, and oh, I he don't like know. started reading it? Yeah, he started reading his password. Oh and then gosh. he was in a meeting and he brought printouts of tweets <laughs> to a press conference. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, we have like the the most Twitter forward president of the history of the country. That's serious so. to them. They are not taking these tweets lightly. No. Oh, yeah. He, he did tweet out a pa- something that looks like a password. Yeah. I what mean. else could it be if it's not a password to something? Oh my god! I hope it's. Oh my god! It's like the White House, like safe. It's so confusing. And I mean, I asked this about like Teresa Giudice, like Jessica Simpson. Like, yeah. are they idiots or geniuses? And like, I just don't think he, because he just seems so stupid. And then I think that we need to play this clip. Uh, Melissa McCarthy uh, did a great impression of him on Saturday Night Live yes. this weekend. I'm just gonna play a couple couple of seconds. As you know, President Trump announced his Supreme Court pick on the national TV today when he entered the room. The crowd greeted him with a standing ovation, which lasted a full 15 minutes. And you can check the tape on that. Everyone was smiling. Everyone was happy. The men all had erections. Every single one of the women was ovulating left and right. And no one, no one was sad. Okay, those are the facts forever, and there's something else. We got something X, 
three, four, capital T, capital P, eight, four. Hang on, wait a minute. That's my email password. Forget that one. What this was such a oh brilliant gosh. skit, and actually, I was just reading about how it, it's amazing because when when you watch that, it's like Melissa McCarthy playing a man, mm-hmm. and the point, the funny part of the sketch wasn't like a woman dressed as a man. Right. Like it almost always is. Like when people do impersonations or when a, it's a man dressed up as a woman, like Monty Python, it's like, oh no, that man's wearing a dress. This was so well done. It oh was like gosh. she was Sean Spicer. Yeah. It wasn't like that's a woman, <laughs> and also that like Sean Spicer and. President Trump are so like sexist and they they've even said they want the women in their cabinet dressing like mm-hmm. women and here's Melissa McCarthy dressed like a man pulling off Sean Spicer yep like and that's not even the funniest part of the skit right it's, the funny she's part just is that, like, doing she was the best perfect. actor to, yeah. to do that impression yeah I love it oh so good the um I was reading an article that said sources from the White House said that that's what Trump was mad about was that Spicer was played by a woman not that it was like he was being lambasted oh my god I know which I don't know how much that's true but also I'm sure he didn't like it Sean Spicer responded to SNL and actually was again sort of like lighthearted about it he said like um he thinks SNL is very funny and he thought he he wanted to remind Melissa McCarthy not to chew chew too much gum well because she does that I mean what what were the other options like if he had acted mad uh are you kidding what has our president done right that's I know that's true speaking of our president on this episode of SNL Kristen Stewart is the host and she talked about a time in which our current president was tweeting her quite a lot so if you'll indulge me, can I read some of those? Oh, go on. Okay, so I'm this getting is, my popcorn. This is current President Trump, um, which I have no problem saying. I also have no problem following it with is an, is a complete idiot. Um, President Trump, this is him tweeting about Kristen Stewart um, back in 2012. <laughs> okay, first tweet. Robert Pattinson should not take back Kristen Stewart. She cheated on him like a dog and will do it again. Just watch. He can do much better. Like these are like. Why do you teenagers. care about this? These are like te- these are like twenty-one-year-old people. Why do you know about it? Why do you care about it? Um, next tweet. Lots of response to my Pattinson Kristen Stewart reunion. She will cheat again. One hundred certain. Am I ever wrong? One hundred certain. By the way, 100, I'm gonna start using. That. I love that. Lauren, one hundred certain. Tight. You will love this podcast. Um, next tweet. So many tweets and stories on Stewart Pattinson. Look, it doesn't matter. The relationship will never be the same. It is permanently broken. Next tweet. Everyone knows I am right that Robert Pattinson should <gasps> dump Kristen Stewart. In a couple of years, he will thank me. Be smart, Robert. Next tweet. Miss Universe 2012 will be airing live on NBC and Telemundo December 19th. Open invite stands for Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Eric, I have one question. Yeah. What about the Dippin' Dots during all this? Oh my gosh. And wh- was there vanilla? I don't know. I, How does he choose these things to, like, these platforms? <laughs> This I this also goes on. There's like 12 more. Wow. I wish I was kidding. Well, he, fortunately, he hasn't deleted them, so everyone can just go look. No, sh- he hasn't deleted right, them. Right, that's They're the weirdest fucking there. part. Okay. Um, oh and also, he was trending today because I guess he's on Venmo when people are asking him for money. Oh, Sean Spicer? <laughs> yeah. That's hysterical. So, feel free to send him a request. And... Uh, use the ice cream emoji as the reason. Exactly. Just put, just put dip and dots. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's so good if it wasn't so sad. I know. But I recommend, uh, I didn't think I would enjoy listening to the Who Weekly description. I didn't think I'd enjoy it. Yeah. But Bobby, 
it's Bobby Finger and Leslie Weber. They're what make They're it. They're really good. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And I just love it when people read ridiculous tweets on podcasts. <laughs> Especially when they're from two of the most powerful people in our country. Yeah. Hello. Um, should we do our next clip? Yeah. Okay, so I love this podcast because I love like semantics and strange language tricks. Um, this one is called the illusionist, like illusion with an A, not illusion with an I. Um, and it's all about the English language and kind of how messy it is. Um, it's basically about like why we say the things we say and it's fitting that the title in itself is a homonym, which is an oddity of the English language. Um, I know you must love this shit as a writer, Lauren, right? Yeah, I'm a word nerd. Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, this one is about, this episode is about state mottos, which I acknowledge sounds very boring. I don't think so. If I, if someone was like, listen to this podcast about state mottos, I would be like, I'm going to go listen to Car Talk instead. But then why did you listen to this then? You were like, I believe in this because podcast. Because I love this. I okay. like this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so each of the 50 states has its own motto that I guess that feels obvious, but I sort of didn't know them. No. Because oftentimes they're like confused with slogans like state slogans you might think you know your state motto and you might be wrong you probably don't um typically the slogans that like we know are just actually like advertising or tourism campaigns you know what i mean um so in this clip helen zaltzman who is the host is discussing the new hampshire state motto here it is if we're talking about mottos acting as a warning well here's a good one i'm from new hampshire the motto is live free or die. This is Maggie Taylor, who runs marketing for PRX and Radiotopia. Her home state markets itself in a particularly uncompromising fashion. I know. <laughs> I think it's because, like, when I was 12, you didn't have to wear a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they've only recently introduced seatbelt laws. There's no helmet law. There's no taxes. Smoking? You could probably smoke. <laughs> Concealed um, weapons. You can definitely have a weapon. It seems like it's worded wrong then that it should be live free and die. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a better one. <laughs> but everyone just wants to be left alone. <laughs> New Hampshire adopted live free or die as its state motto in 1945. It came from a letter written by General John Stark, a military hero in the state for his service during the Revolutionary War, particularly in the Battle of Bennington in 1777. Thirty-two years later, Stark was too old and ill to travel to a reunion of Bennington veterans, so he sent a toast by post. Live free or die. Death is not the worst of all evils. Uh, cheers? Um, I have to admit, a little part of me on this podcast was like you can't make fun of us since the host is british <laughs> i know what's her state motto i bet it sucks yeah you don't even have a state <laughs> um, <Suckers. laughs> um you know how you can like make fun of your sibling but but then like other people can't make fun of your right siblings? exactly like oh my gosh so just be careful helen is all i'm saying right watch out yeah um a ton of state mottos apparently are in latin um in the origins are totally varied. Like it's just random, like how, how states got their motto. Um, and most of them 
are on their state seals or their state flags, but one PRX employee featured on the episode guessed that the point of the state mottos were for commemorative state, like dinner plates and st- stuff like oh, that. Oh, cute Impor- and important. <laughs> yeah, which doesn't that feel right? Like, yeah. what, what is, like, it's like what anyone... I'd stitch on a pillow. Right, exactly. Because no one talks about these mottos. It's like for well, strange coins. Listening to the New Hampshire one made me realize, like, I never think about them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that sounds really moving. Like, I've never <laughs> thought live right. for your die. Like, what does that mean? Exactly. Like, it's just like, yeah, that sounds patriotic or some shit. Well, and they all have like, just like I said, st- like strange origin stories. Um, Virginia's motto is maybe the most famous, which is six Semper Tyrannus. Had you heard that before? Were you familiar? Uh, yes, but I don't, now I can't place it. Yeah. It's so the reason why I knew it was because that's what John Wilkes Booth shouted after assassinating Lincoln, allegedly, I don't know. Um, like no, no one really knows, but it's it means thus always to tyrants. It was shortened from sick semper evolo mortem tyrannis, which means thus always bring death to tyrants. So it's basically like anti like tyranny. Um, but legend has it that Brutus actually proclaimed this when he killed Caesar, and then again John Wilkes Booth shouted after assassinating Lincoln, and it was the phrase was also on the T-shirt of Timothy McVeigh when he was arrested for the Oklahoma City bombing. So it's so it, the phrase has sort of gotten a bad rap since its origin. You just packed my brain with facts. Thank <gasps> a, you. A fact a minute. I got yeah. them all. Oh my gosh. Um, it is interesting though how like down with tyranny has become like this anthem for people who think they're. Who think they're like doing good, but actually we we look at them as total villains. And, and now it's a state motto. And now, when, how, I, I think like, it was a state motto like a long time ago. A lot of these were established in you know when the state was established in the 18th and 19th century. Um, do you guys know the New York state motto? I don't remember, and I listened to this podcast. Do you have a guess? It was it was on this episode. I don't remember. I'm not even going to be able to come up with a good guess. No, that's okay. Um, it's actually Excelsior. Oh. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is self-obsessed. It means ever upward, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Um, to me, that sense. means like progress. Yeah. And like building higher buildings. Building higher buildings. Yeah. Um, this our sort of like slogan, I guess, is like the Empire State. Yeah. Um, which I realized I didn't know what that came from. So I looked it up. More facts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, the origin of empire sort of is unclear. Some people say George Washington na- named New York the Empire State because of its national geographic advantages, like in war. So he claimed it to be the seat of an empire. I don't know what that means, really, if I'm honest. I love this because I've never thought about it. Right. I hadn't either. It's like, why are we the Empire State? Um, others say it's because New York exceeded Virginia in population. So we became sort of like this, the Empire, the empire State. Yeah. Um, it's just stuff I never thought about. And it's it's kind of nerdy, but I kind of love it. No, I love it. Okay, since we're all from Ohio, let's play again with Ohio. Do you know Ohio's motto? I do. Do you? <gasps> DJJ Wu? DJJ Wu's making a face like he does not know and he's making fart noise. Buttons. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Lauren, what is it? With God, all things are possible. How do you know that? I listened. I, that's the only one I remembered because it's oh, my, my right, homies. It's Ohio. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that kind of strange? Yeah. I never thought about that one before. I just thought we were the Buckeyes. The Buckeye State. What well, that's what we're best known for because of Ohio State, like the the school. Also, people assume that we Ohesians eat those peanut butter Buckeyes like all the time. It's not true. I do. 
Okay, you're the only one. We made Buckeyes for our, um, like hotel gift bags for but, our wedding. But it's not like they're all over the place. No, it's it's like a rarity. Right. And in fact, they like try to sell that stuff in grocery stores. That's what like, I mean. It's not good. Or when you go to the Cleveland airport, it's like buys yeah, your family some fucking Buckeyes. It's like not don't, authentic. Don't, don't fall buy those for package it. Ones. They're just not good. Oh, so if you were going to replace, like if you were going to say like exactly. buy this because Ohio people eat this. Yeah. What would it be? I don't. Popcorn? Some kind of popcorn? Is that, so much does corn. everyone ever? Yeah, we like popcorn. I would say. We, we're pretty boring with our food. Like some sort of like um, bean and cheese and dairy dip. Like a, like some sort of. That's like a good one. Or a casserole a or something. Casserole dish. Yeah. yeah. We're like, like, we have frowns on our faces right now. I know, Can we talk about something else? I would say Frito pie. Frito pie. That's, a, that's kind of that's a Texas a thing too though, isn't it? Yeah, I I don't know if we can own that, but it is it is very Ohio. I guess it's just oh, like no 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 skyline chili. Oh, oh skyline chili, that's good a one. good one. That's a good okay, one. Okay, you found it. That skyline is, that chili is our iconic food on spaghetti. Yeah, exactly. There that's we go. the only way Blamo. to do it. Yeah, with onions on top. Yeah. Um. So the tourism motto in Ohio has changed. I guess it it was the heart of it all. Yeah, that used to be on our license plate. I love that. I know. I kind of wish that was I, still the thing. I it's that's beautiful. That is goddamn beautiful. Because they do it's sort of shaped like a heart and they also do call Ohio sort of like the heart of the Midwest. It's also kind of false advertising cuz it's well, like But sure. but it's a beautiful sentiment. It's nice. Um and the, also oh. My heart is in Ohio. Yeah, that's specific just, to you a little bit. And, yeah. <laughs> and you know how you were just saying, like, you're allowed to make fun of things, but, like, other yes, people aren't? That's how I feel point. about Ohio. Like, if someone great talks point. shit about Cleveland, I am all over them. Yeah. But, like, I talk, I can talk shit about Cleveland. Because <laughs> Cleveland sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Kind but also, I the love weather. it and don't talk bad about it. Right. Yeah. I, I hear you. I mean, when these mics are off, we basically just talk shit on Ohio for, yeah. like, four <laughs> hours. It's like, that's our other podcast. And New York. Yeah. Um. So... Currently, you said the heart of L used to be on license plates. Now on Ohio license plates is, do you remember? <laughs> the birthplace of aviation. Oh, and that's not even true. Well, it is that true that the Wright kind brothers of. were born in Ohio. It's totally But it's stealing. such a cop out because they invented airplanes in North Carolina. We're, tr- we're real. Also, it's weird because <laughs> so many presidents were born in Ohio. Why can't we use that the one? Most pr- the most presidents were born from Ohio. Isn't that better? Not, I mean, sorry. I think I said that wrong. The majority of presidents were not born that in Ohio, were, but that were born in one state. Yes, Ohio exactly. has more yes winners than any other state. Yeah, that should be the thing. That should be the, the thing. The presidential estate. Yeah, and the song in the Epcot American Adventure song should be our national anthem. America. I have a few fixes. Yeah, just I could probably a get them in with the new president. Yeah. He seems to care about very unimportant things. Yeah, listen, I, I'm not sure why he's not making this his number one priority. I'm gonna tweet Spicer. <laughs> um, the other thing that I have to say about the Ohio motto, which again is with God, all things are possible, is why is God still in so many places? Like, like the capital G God in so many places in our government. And like no, so when wrong. our president was sworn in, he put his hand on a Bible, a Christian Bible. That icked me out. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It, and, and it's not just this president. It's every president. And it's everyone in every courtroom. And it's like, yeah. I don't get it. Well, I mean, I specifically icked me out that Donald Trump was touching well, the same Bible okay, that Abraham Lincoln. Sure. But sure. You're, you're right. It just doesn't. It's, I thought we had separation of church and state. This but is we, not a we Christian don't. nation. We don't. Well, and so I was talking to Alan about this. And he made a really good point. That separation of church and state 
doesn't mean that there will be no religion in government. It means that the government won't force you to practice a certain religion. Yeah. Which I hear that. Because the I'm founding also like, fathers also... They were all Christian. Bro- yeah. Yeah. It, it's a little tricky, but I just feel... I mean, our, our, our Pledge of Allegiance says one one God. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I just don't understand how still in the age of our incredible diverse culture in this country and so many different religions, some with multiple gods, so many atheist citizens, so many agnostic citizens. Like, wh- why is that still a thing in our government? I can remember feeling really uncomfortable in like when I was in kindergarten having to say the Pledge of Allegiance yeah. because I just remember having my hand on my heart and thinking, this doesn't feel right. right. Am I a Nazi? Like, I didn't even it, know enough to know that it was strange. It's but it, weird. It doesn't feel right. You have to stand up and pledge we allegiance. We should, like, do the mashed potato or something fun. Yeah. God. Or, like... I don't know. The national anthem to me feels like celebratory and like, I'm sure God is in there too. I'd have to run through it in my head, but the pledge of allegiance does because everyone's just like, um, yeah. this like droning like Ugh. recitation. It's strange. Ugh, it also, is it's the just, worst. It's exclusive. Having capital G God and saying one God, that's, that's an exclusive thing to do. You're excluding people who don't believe in one God. In, in in a Christian God. I'm trying you know to think if I mean? the national anthem exclusive. has has it. Probably by the oh well, well fact checkers. It we'll does, ask Alexa it later. It does have rockets, red glare. I do not know if it has God. That sounds like <laughs> Satan's eyes. <laughs> That's so. what they mean by okay. that. Yeah. Um, okay, that was kind of tangential, but that was wasn't fun. that more fun than you thought? No, that was so models? much more fun, and I already thought it was going to be fun. Ugh. It was more fun. Wow. That's really nice. And here's something else that's fun. (laughs) Speaking of Uh, fun things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jingle Jangle is the segment where we just play some music and let you toot your toots. I always say that. I don't know what it means. Something to toot your toots too. Um, I really like it. Whatever it is. I really want to talk about the theme song to so many white guys, which I know we've, think we've talked about before. Phoebe Robinson of Two Dope Queens has a podcast called So Many White Guys in which she invites... Because there's too many white guys with podcasts. So yeah, she invites lots. anyone who's not a white guy onto her show. So let's just play it. So many white guys. So many. So many white guys. So white. How much whiteness? All over the place. God damn. Okay, I love how it's like literally dumb white guys being like, day, 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 <laughs> like it's so dopey and goofy and like repetitive yeah. and like perfect for the show. Yeah, it's really good. Do you ever now in life though, when you encounter like a ton of white dudes, like you walk, get onto a subway car and it's just like for some reason all white men. And Are you, just, you like, reading hear that my in mind? Your head, so many white I've guys. S- I've found myself singing it out loud. <laughs> so many times oh i've actually gosh. i tweeted phoebe robinson about it and she liked it she are you serious yeah. i mean I, who cares but Go yes on the podcast yeah i know um i love this our next segment 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 where we just talk about something other than a podcast that we love yeah we got other things to say right uh, who wants to kick off segment segment this week I feel like we haven't even heard enough from DJ J. Wu this episode. Yeah, I so know. Why he's here. He's, he's working so hard. He's so focused. Can I get a hole? Yeah. 
And he's wearing <laughs> sweatshorts. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, um, I thought you were. Are they full we're on? just both black. Full okay. on pants. So, yeah, real pants. Big boy pants. You don't have to dress up a, for me. I have my big boy pants. I always <laughs> like to dress up for you. Um, segment, segment. Oh, yeah. yeah. My segment, segment today is the <laughs> song called Gimme Pizza from <laughs> an old Mary-Kate and Ashley. Ashley? Yeah. 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 The Olsen twins did like a, this was like post- Full House, I think. Yep. And it was like 95 or something like that. They had like all those directed to VHS. Directed, I love yeah. how you both videos. like know about this. So, so well, I, have, I, I have sisters. I'm right. a sister. I'm so a girl. I don't, <laughs> but I like pizza. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa. Justin loves the and Olsen so twins and pizza. You do. When Full House is on, I feel like you're kind of like, oh, I guess Full House is on. Yeah. Like, it's like. It's a default of mine. Right. But you pretend like you don't really want to watch it, but I totally can tell you do. It's no. like when you trick me into buying Cheetos. It's like, just admit No, I, I own the Cheetos now. Okay. Yeah. Wait, but old, old Full House, not new Full House, right? Right. Okay, right. good. No, no, yeah, no like, we tried like the Full House. when we were kids, Full yeah. House. Yes. I, I but can't yeah. get behind new Full Anyways, House. Anyways. You, we should put, we should tweet this. Oh, uh, we will. So I should, I forget if I sent the right link to uh, yeah, let's the slow mo version. Gimme pizza, P-I-C-C-A. Gimme pizza, P-I-C-C-A. Now I'm feeling kind of hungry. We got mega munchies. Time to make our pizza as big as some country. We'll tweet it out. So yeah, I love it. I am. Um, it, it inspired me to get. What pizza made today. you think of this? Because this is like not in the zeitgeist. Yeah, no, my coworker really actually sent it to me today because I was, I was, I wouldn't shut up about. I forget why I was talking about pizza, but anyways, <laughs> we were talking about pizza, and then he was like, "Have you, have you seen this, this Olsen twins uh, video from like post Full House days?" And I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> Apparently, it's like it was. Just an insanely good meme for a while. I just well, this alone old. has that's so funny. Uh, five hundred sixty-five thousand views. Yeah, and that's the slow mo version. And it's and the slow mo version. Five hundred thousand of them were J- DJ Jaywoos. Yeah, I I did click on the regular Give Me Pizza oh music God. video from the on repeat. Th- this is day. this is from it's from You're Invited to Mary Kate and Ashley's Sleepover Party. That's the movie. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and the regular video has over four million views. Can you play it? Yeah. This is, I like this even better than the slow-mo one. I guess I forgot. It really has me tapping my toots to yeah, it. tapping your toots. I forgot that, um, like, white kids created rap. I guess I forgot yeah. that. Yeah. That's. White, white people did everything. <laughs> well, yeah. First. That's, yeah. That, that well, much the is men. Best. The men. The male. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, you're right. White Jesus men. Christ. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Let's wow, that was a good one. That's a really good one. See, that's a good evidence that we have other interests. Yeah. Like and def- that. Definitely check out our Twitter at Love Your Podcast to see the rail and the slow down version. Definitely yeah. eat some pizza. And eat some pizza. Yeah. That, Best served That segment, pizza. segment was basically you just endorsing pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Double doozy. Um, all right. My segment segment is an 
Instagram account, we were, I discovered this, like <laughs> I was really early on an early morning flight and like I discovered this Instagram account and I was with DJ Jaywoo and I was too tired to tell him about it. And like, I feel like the whole time I was trying to sleep, I was like, don't forget to tell DJ Jaywoo about that looks like a dick. And I kept on forgetting. And then like, I remembered later, it's that looks like a dick. And it's just pictures of things that look like dicks. And that's, I that's listen. That's the Instagram handle, right? I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of like a social media guru. You might call me. <laughs> it's my job. So I'm constantly seeing like the finest of the finest of Instagram. This is the finest of the finest. This is it. Like I, I really can't <laughs> stop looking at them. Like I have never gotten sick of looking at this shit because. When you kind of look far away, sometimes you're like, oh, it's like some kind of like pretty weird random pictures. And then you look closer and it's just like a treat every time you're rewarded. <laughs> every time you look a little closer, that looks like a dick. Oh, it's so it's funny. So good. It makes me so happy that someone has dedicated time to do this. It's always, always <laughs> funny. I, I challenge you to find one that's not funny. And you let me know. Because I listen, don't believe you. Like, there's plenty in your newsfeed that's bumming you out these days. This is something that's guaranteed to make you laugh. Oh, my God. So, I can't even stop looking right now. <laughs> you can look later, Lauren. It's just here for you. You've <laughs> already spent five hours looking at these. Uh, okay, anyway. There's Eric, some really good ones. On. Okay, I love that. I love both of these segment segments so far. Um, my segment segment is we hosted a birthday party for a friend um, on Sunday and we had a signature cocktail and it was Ooh. a gin cocktail. But my point you is, you know how I feel about gin. My segment segment is about like a signature cocktail at an, at a, at a party that you host. Here's why. So we also had wine and beer, you know, like we, we had the essentials, but everyone went for our cocktail. Cause it's like, it's already all made up. You just got to pour it into a little glass, throw the garnish on. And then we're, we're set to go. You don't even need a garnish. You, well, Oh, oh, sorry. You, we're Whoa. not cavemen. Okay, you okay. need a garnish. Okay, okay. Um, but I just think it's such a, a good thing if you're hosting to to like make up a little I fun like cocktail. This. Did you have a name for it? Uh, <gasps> I, I wanted Don't to create a name. Know. I know, what? I know. I wanted Why to create a name. I wanted to create one. a name. Wait, what all was in it? So this was a gin cocktail because the birthday girl uh, likes a gin cocktail, and it was um, gin, champagne. Orange That's a bitters, lot of alcohol so far. Keep it going. Yeah, a lot of lemon juice. Um, we put in some seltzer to make it more kind of more like a punch. Um, Did you find a recipe for this? Or is yeah. this mm-hmm. okay? Yeah, so it looks like a it's like a spinoff of like a French seventy five. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was kind of an amalgamation of like a French seventy five and like a gin punch kind of thing, right. um, so that people didn't get tanked very fast I yeah love, well. this is a really good idea also like you have the supplies you know you don't yeah. need a bunch of shit it's like exactly. everyone feels special and yeah. fancy it, it, you remember it for the, forever and here's the thing if you want to go above and beyond have a bartender at your party do you know want to know where i learned that uh go on your engagement party slash wedding shower slash halloween party that was a good shit. which was all one party don't think those are three parties that was one party you our, guys. our engagement party I like halfway through the engagement party. I was like, "Wait a second! This is a Halloween party. <laughs> There's a psychic here." It was like a Halloween party. It was kind of a, a housewarming party. It yeah, was like an it was a lot catch-all. Of but the point is, you had this amazing bartender. Just 
one person who was in the kitchen and would, you know, pass around the drink and you had like two signature drinks. Yeah. I think hiring that bartender was the best decision I've ever made. In your whole life. In my life. I've marrying Justin. It's because, you know, everyone has Shout regrets. out to Jess Dukes. Yeah. Thank you, Jess Dukes, <laughs> yeah, for Jess introducing Dukes. us to the bartender. I mean, everyone ha- regrets almost everything that they've ever done. But exactly. like, I have zero I regrets because you don't have to worry. Like, does everyone have a drink? Is everyone yeah. okay? Is everything a mess? Like, yeah. she was taking care of it. Everyone had a drink in their hand the whole time. It it's, was. Couldn't be easier. It was. I love that segment segment. Good job, guys. Wait, can yeah. you do a high five? Pew pew. pew pew. Oh, I tried to do the like try five. Bad. I w- I'm glad you guys didn't see that. That yeah, was embarrassing. That was kind of bad. Just kidding. You did, they didn't see it. Oh, that uh, try five was, was amazing. You flipped. That was awesome. Good segment segment. Okay. And now we're going on a no comment, which again is the segment where we will say nothing. Yep. Um, but I will tell Maybe. you that this is from this, the podcast Mashup Americans. Uh, the episode is Let's Talk About Sex. The hosts are Amy S. Choi and Rebecca Lerner. And the guest is Esther Perel. And just to give you a little bit of background, um, Mashup Americans is kind of like um, anyone who you see on the street that makes you say like, I wonder what they are. So anyone who doesn't feel like super, super American would be considered a Mashup American. And they kind of talk about what what it's like to be a Mashup American in America. So, but that's the last thing I'm going to say. We're going to play the clip and then I'm going to shut up. My rule since midway through college was I will only ever be somebody's first Asian. (laughs) <laughs> thank you very good thank very you good. so as an asian woman i think asian daters are gross i'll just say it out there and there's just there are too many typically white men who are like mm, every single woman that they've dated had a casual relationship with anything is asian and they're like oh but what is that it doesn't mean anything i have no racial or ethnic expectations and i'm like you're a you're lying or you're the most uncurious person who has never examined your thinking ever in your life. But I'll only ever be somebody's first Asian. <laughs> Whatever. I think that's so interesting. And I can't comment on it. I can't either. Yeah. I Like I've said this before, but some no comments, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I can't comment on that. Because it's not really for me to comment on. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I'm glad I can't comment on that. Because I'm going to get so mad. <laughs> You're gonna get in so much trouble I'm pretty, if you say what you I'm want pretty to gross. Say. I will say that. Yeah, disgusting. Um, <sighs> once again, hats off it's to been another a real great treat. episode. That was a really good one. Yeah, I like that one. That was fun. Your yeah. clips were great. If you guys, the like banter that one, was excellent. Uh, just the sound effects, the segments, was segments. Everything. Intern Monty did a great job. They left nothing to be desired. It's true. Um, Wait, speaking of Monty, did you put him away? The cat I have underground. A- Oh, every time, every time I don't hear him, I worry that he's into something. But yeah, yeah, probably true. You put him away. He went to a special place. Oh, okay. No, he, aka the guest bedroom. Yes. Yeah, it's his bedroom. <laughs> oh, sorry, Monty's yeah. bedroom. Yeah. My B. Um, okay. Thanks listen. for really. If you're listening right now, thank you for listening. Yeah. Please give us a review on iTunes. It oh, really, yeah. really, really helps us. You don't even have to write anything. Just click five stars. If you write a comment, we'll read it on air. Yeah. And uh, follow us on Love Your Podcast and find us on Facebook. We really, really appreciate you guys listening. We love you. We love you. And as always, if you have feedback or if you have a clip or a show that you want us to feature, you can email us at loveyourpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guys. And thanks always to our brilliant editor, Kara Hughes. Brilliant. Bye, y'all. Hasta la vista, baby. (laughs) 